This week's episode of the Fat Packs Podcast is brought to you by the Collectible Card Club, Monster Breaks, and all our phone guests up here on the Spotty Hot Cash Hotline. Podcast brought to you by the Collectible Card Club and Monster Breaks. It's Party Hawk on the on the phone line, which we don't have any phone interviews this week. But what's up, Paul? Saw, dude. See now. Uh, I know I probably sounded a little weird there, didn't I? You sounded a little weird. You're a little loud. I'm gonna turn you down right here. All right, turn me down. But we're good. Are you gonna you're gonna you're not gonna turn me off, are you? Well, you're uh, turning yourself off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So. What do we do? What do we do? We, 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 we typically do new products and pricing right here. We do. I have no new pricing to give you. And I have one new product to give you. All right. So, so this segment is going to be um, short. Yeah. Very uh, short. Very, very short. But majestic. But Oh, God, man. The price went up, didn't it? Oh, majestic? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's a uh, 2018 Panini Majestic dropped uh, yesterday. On Wednesday, uh, it's three hundred a box, right around that, right around. What is it like two fifty last year? I think it was a little less than that. Yeah, a little, little around two fifty, two forty, something like that last year. So okay, um, but three hundred dollars a box. Um, I mean, four autos, two mems, one parallel, and one base card. So you get two packs, uh, four cards in each pack. So three hundred dollars, eight total cards. So here we are. High risk, high reward. I did watch some of the breaks yesterday. Man, they got some sick um, patches on those uh, on those rookie RPA. So uh, it looks good. It's uh, got a nice black uh, field. It's got these black cards with the, some gold signatures and stuff on. So it looks really, really good. And like I said, the patches are just sick. So um, if that's in your price range, uh, check it out. Check it out. Um, yeah, not too much else. Basketball had National Treasures last week, um, so coming out with something this week would, would just be silly. And same with baseball had Bowman last week, so again, uh, any baseball products come out this week would be kind of silly. So um, there you have it. That's pretty much it in a wrap. You said something about a hockey product coming out. Yeah, uh, Leaf. So thanks to Leaf, Brian Gray. I hope you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, so little little bit of a conundrum in in the uh, hockey world. Okay. So last they don't use words like that in the hockey. Not world, too much, they? right? Okay. Uh, so last July, okay. Wow, you're going back. I'm going back. 2017 ITG used came out. Okay. All right. 2017 ITG. Okay, I'm following you. Got following that all checklisted, imported into the system, and okay. all that. You know. Yep. Yep. It's there. It's, some of it's even priced. Okay. On Friday, while we were in Canada. Shout out to all my Canadian friends. Shout out to the building for not falling down. We'll talk about that. Yeah, later. we'll talk about that in a minute because uh, we got some time to fill. So, uh, 2017, 18, ITG used came out. Okay. Okay. It causes a bit of a problem in our system when 20 set. We, so we don't do split years. Correct. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't do we don't do solid years for for split year sports. Right. So last July, I put. 2017 ITG used hockey in the system as 2017-18 ITG used hockey. And now May, some, you know, almost a year later, here we are with 2017-18 ITG used hockey. Now I have to go back, change all the names and nomenclatures on the, on the previous set. Oh. Brian Gray, I, I like you a lot, buddy, but you really hurt me on this one. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, that's tough, man. So uh, if you want to know what I'm doing with my Friday, that's what you're gonna be doing with your Friday. That's what I'm gonna be doing with my Friday. <laughs> Absolutely, 
pricing card or not pricing, but renaming renaming cards. a whole set. And if you guys know anything about leaf leaf sets, they're not little. They're oh <laughs> no 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 not at all. And goodness gracious, it's dude. Like, not to compare the two, but it's like a national treasure set. Right, you know, it, with the the amount of parallels and subsets that come out in it, it's ridiculous. But that's what I'm gonna be doing on my Friday. All right, well, uh, happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to me. Wow. All right, uh, crazy stuff, man. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Let's talk about the roof coming down. In, Let's do it, man. The the <laughs> roof was on fire. So, so <laughs> let me preface it by saying this. All right, all right. Um, you and I did no segments together in Toronto at all. We did so not. We haven't even talked about like the show just in general. So now would right. be a, a good place to do that. All right, let's do it. But um, I, they've heard my if, if they listened to, to two podcasts ago, the first the, the day one podcast from the Sport Card Expo, they've heard my version of the story of what happened. So you go ahead and lay out your version. So I'm sitting there, and it, you know the, the power had gone out. And, you know, obviously we're being in this big convention center, power goes out, there's millions of dollars of merchandise, everybody's a little on edge, you know what I mean? Right. And then all of a sudden, I hear the words you never want to hear, and that was the F word, mm -hmm. fire. And we're like, what? We look up, and on the ceiling, it looked like it was on fire. It really in did. In the back part of the thing, but we were already in the back. We were only about a row from the back. So you look up, the ceiling looks like it's on fire, clearly it's like it's raining and there's a hole in the roof and we're just like what in the world's going on um, power keeps going on and off and we really were like I remember going back and talking to Derek and Grading and Charles guys what, what's our plan like we need an exit strategy because here we had just taken in thousands of cards um, other people's cards in our possession and we're like if this thing's on fire we, we gotta run and um, I just remember people it wasn't really panic but it was just like concern like what, what are we gonna do and um, luckily everything worked out um, whether it was on fire or not really wasn't ever confirmed but i do know that what part of the part of it the roof actually like fell off and some of the awnings got broken or whatever and people had to move their cars and stuff so it was kind of crazy but uh could have been much much worse so we're thankful for that but um yeah i've never had that happen to me at, at all the shows and conventions i've been to that was the first um first time anything like that's ever happened so way to go toronto weather that was you know i've been up there six seven eight times right and that was by far the worst weather i've ever experienced up there typically it's just cold and, and snowing right even even in may it's you know been a little chilly and uh and snowing but this time um it was like 60s most was, time we were yeah. up there it was it, nice when we were up there but it just the, rained really hard that first day and right? the carnage like the trees mm -hmm. the trees and other signs throughout uh mississauga there was just stuff was falling down everywhere and you were like what in the world happened to this place exactly oh the, the traffic lights are out mm -hmm. the police officers out there directing traffic and stuff getting you around and uh al said that dude got hit by our hotel yeah That's, because yeah no one could no one you know the light wasn't there and the dude kept going yeah uh, i think he's okay though but uh yeah that's crazy it's messed up so um for you, sure you went twice to, to canada you went to the fall show and you went to the spring show but back yeah i've been there twice um I don't really remember the first time I went. That was like '98. So okay, that was a moon. That was a moon or two ago. So this this uh, spring show was vastly different than than the fall show. It was. It was very very slow it, in, it, in comparison. And go but, ahead, go ahead. But I understand why. The November show is huge. I mean, I'm not, you know, you're the hockey guy. I'm not a hockey guy per se. Um, the November show is huge. Usually Upper Deck first series is out. The Young Guns are out. There's all that hype. You know, Toronto's, uh, the Maple Leafs are playing. Like, there's so much else going on up there that's hockey-oriented that's going on. And the spring show, there's no real big release product. Maple Leafs are out of the playoffs. The hype is kind of not there. At least that's how I felt this time. You know, I there. think the there was a few things that factored into the. It was it was slow at our booth, like mm -hmm. but we made more money than what we made when we went in November. Very true. Very so true. that's a little that's a you know trying to figure that one out. I right. think it was slow at our booth because we did not have the uh, the 
the sick the scavenger hunt redemption that's true i agree with that 100 percent. so when that when that happens at our booth it's there's always somebody coming up and you know it, it leads to magazine sales or Absolutely. whatever yep leads to stuff yep. this time uh universal who sponsors that giveaway they were running it mm-hmm. which was actually kind of helpful because we had a whole new team up there yeah it was man besides <laughs> you and me i think we were the seniors on right. the team and you know you've been there a lot more than i have so it was yeah we had you know a couple new guys up there and uh, i mean it all worked out great i mean everything was fine yeah, but, uh, yeah you just don't know what you're getting yourself into sometimes and then the saturday shows the saturday time slots specifically you had who you had Joe Montana, Cal Ripken Jr. and Bobby Orr back to back to back on on autograph guest wise guest guest wise, and none of them were cheap. No, no. So a lot of the money I think went there. If yeah. you were there for that, plus it's like three of the top what fifty all time athletes ever. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't know the exact number, but I'm just saying those are three humongous names. You know, in sports. And Bobby Orr's a god in Canada. He, he right? is. I mean, so he is. So you know, the the Bobby Orr Hall of Fame was there, and we had the Bobby Orr special cover Beckett that right. we sold up there. Um, so that was just a big deal, and um, yeah, that it makes it tough. It makes well, it tough. What do you think about the pricing for Bobby Orr's uh, autograph on his rookie card? Like it was substantially more to get him to sign his rookie card is it i mean obviously he's a savvy guy and he knows the value of that card and he knows that's going to make the value of that card go up but what do you think about that i don't know man like the whole the whole i never really got the whole autograph thing you know what i'm saying like you know and i don't know the prices off the top of my head i know joe montana had that that experience for like 800 dollars canadian where you'd autograph football and throw it to you four people did it yeah four people did it all four of them caught the pass but well that's good uh i would definitely not want to drop that 800 dollars ball that's coming through the air um you know and you always see it you know you see you know they'll, they'll sign um a photo and a ball for one price they sign yeah. um a helmet or something else for another price they put hall of fame for a different price i mean they have like it's like going and try to order at, at a fast food restaurant you got like 37 options you know um that you can do and each one has a different price so bob you are being savvy i think a lot of that stuff comes from one depending on their agents and how that deals sure. work the other thing is too i think you know especially for the for the older guys like bobby Orr, who didn't make the millions and millions and millions of dollars this is kind of their chance to kind of get some of that you know what kind i mean kind of offset that a little bit um not that no i'm not you know i'm not crying out for these guys i'm sure they're they're well off and they're fine they've had other things to do in their <laughs> sure. lives that have made money but i think there is part of them and you know i've heard this from some of the older football players where you know they're not signing these 30 million dollar a year contracts 90 million dollar guarantee you know they got you know 300,000 you know what i mean like it's just a totally different different world so i think that's that's part of it okay I think that's I think that's part of it. I think yeah. that's why a lot of guys, you know, they don't sign through the mail, they don't do certain things because they feel like they're owed something. Something. You know. Right or wrong, that's that's their feeling. I got it. So makes sense. You know, I mean it's it's tough to work somewhere and feel like you're underpaid and underappreciated. <laughs> it really is. So, um let me ask you this: we we didn't we didn't record any segments together. We did not. Uh that was but, weird. It, it, was it was a little, a little weird. weird. However, I do want again. I want to thank Chris Meany for allowing me to sit up there with him on that main stage and get all the content that we got. Um, if you guys don't know who Chris is, like, I'll, I'll lay it out for you again. He is part of the Fantasy Footballers podcast, which is the daily daily sports fantasy podcast that I listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, I was excited to meet him. It was kind of cool, but then him being so gracious and yeah yeah join me please come up here and sit with me that was cool so you and i didn't get to record anything together and we didn't see a lot of each other other than like ships passing in the night right <laughs> yeah that was a little weird we, w- we walked the floor together yeah and what i'm getting to is uh there was a box of garbage pill kids cards that was out there did you end up buying that or i didn't man i did now not. i'm I'll, upset I'll, with you well I I'll, I'll, to, I'll tell you the story off air but yeah i wasn't able to pull the trigger on that but i do have the guy's information okay um you know um so it, it's still it's, it's not over yet it's not over it's not over yet and you know Maybe I'll go to Canada again someday. You know, yeah. I don't know. So he had it six months ago. He had it this time. Right. You know, he might have it again. So. That's that's the other thing that was pointed out to me. And I see it now looking back in retro. I see it. There's a lot of the guys with the same setup that I've been. I've been going there for three years. Right. Four years now. And it's the same guys in the same spot with the same setup. And Al Muir 
our hockey editor was up there with us this time. He did, he's, he hasn't worked here in 10 years. Right, he hadn't been in Toronto in 10 years, yeah. I think he was telling us. So when he when he goes up there and says it's the same guys with the same setup with the same stuff, yep. you would think that maybe it might be time to lower your prices on some things, right? Maybe. I mean, yeah, he's like, yeah, there's Bob on the corner, there's Phil over there. I mean, he just kind of knew you know, where everybody was. I just made up those names, but whatever. He just, he really Bob just knew. Bob don't sound Canadian. Yeah, they don't sound very Canadian at all, but uh, yeah, you know, but I think that's just typical, though. I mean, you go to the National, the guys have the same booth every year. They have the same cards, the same, the same, the same. Um, it's amazing that they are, you know, you don't even think they sell anything, but clearly they, you know, they know what they're doing mm-hmm. to put out that much money on a weekend to be able to be at that show. So, um, yeah, so no, I was not able to uh, to, to to snag that, but it's not, it's, it's not gone yet. Not okay, gone yet. Okay, well, she's still there. Uh, one yes. more thing I want to talk about uh, Canada is um, that theater we went and saw. Oh my gosh, dude, <laughs> so, that was like... So, in the history of Paul and I going out on road trips together, like... It's usually pretty chill. We'll we'll do our event during the day. Yep. We'll come back to whatever hotel we're staying at. Slash buffet. Yeah. We'll, we'll, <laughs> exactly. We'll grab some food. And typically, that's it. We part ways, and we see each other the next morning. And that's that's it. And that's fine. Yeah. I think, I love you, man. You're great. But I want to spend some time by myself. And just like you, you need some time by yourself, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, you know, I love my wife and kids. But mm-hmm. you get a hotel night or two by yourself <laughs> just to relax and not get woken up by yeah. some crazy noise or some kid doing something. It's, it's uh, yeah, I like that. So that's the typical night out while we're on the road. This time, we didn't have anything to do. We did not. So I decided, it's my fault. We went, <laughs> so we went and ate dinner at Jack Astor's, which, again, I love the chicken pad thai there, but the service there was really lacking this trip. We went We went to Jack Astor's, we had, the, we had dinner, and then we were like, hey, it's 9.40 at night in Toronto, there's nothing to do, let's go see... Avengers. Yes, because I, I hadn't seen it. You I hadn't, hadn't seen, it. seen it. I wanted to see it. My wife probably wouldn't go with me to see it, trying mm-hmm. to get a sitter for the kids. You know, that whole story. And I was like, oh, I'm out, with the, I'm out with the guys. I'm out with Eric. I'm out with Alan. And let's go do it. Right. And you guys were like, well, we've already seen it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, that's cool, whatever. I kind of played it chill. But then they're like, oh, screw it. We're going to go. So we went to um, what has to be the scariest movie theater I've ever been to in my life. And so... It was in a mall. Everything was closed except for the movie theater. I felt like we were in Dawn of the Dead. Um, the thing was, it was the picture was good and the sound quality was good. Right. But that theater itself was like, it was old as dirt. It was like and it's, the it Civil War smell. ended in America and they built that theater in Canada. That's what it was. It, um... And it did have a little, little smell to it. A little smell, yeah. Yeah, I think you went and got the popcorn just to drown out the smell. Yeah, I, I did. I think that's yeah. why you did that. It was weird, but... Uh, Thoughts on the movie? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Now, here's, you know, me being, I, I'm not a huge Avenger person. You know, I haven't even seen them all or whatever. So I just knew I could go watch this movie, and I knew I wasn't going to get some of the jokes or some of the whatever. Sure. But I knew it was just going to be action, people killing people, whatever. I was like, I'm down with that. But what I didn't get, know, and a spoiler alert, was that there's a part two. I had no idea. <laughs> so here I am. I'm like, I remember checking my, my, my phone or whatever, thinking, wow, this movie is like... They got to do something quick. Like this is going to end in a hurry, and then it, it did end, but it it didn't. Right? <laughs> you know, there's a whole another another saga to it, and I was just like, whoa! So like, that caught me off guard, which was fun because I like that. I know you don't care about knowing what happens before you go in, but I don't like knowing what. Well, happens, I read. So. I read this years ago. Right. Like, I know what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So. Reading. That's a whole. Let's not even talk about that. That's, so there's a reason why I do radio. So uh, <laughs> I know where the people went. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know because I'll just wait and be naive until the next one comes out two years from now or whenever it is. But um, yeah, it's kind of crazy when you're just because it it looks like he won. It does. It looks like he absolutely won. He's disintegrated half the people and he's sitting on his little throne. You know, I just see him laughing like Jabba in uh, Star Wars, you know. Exactly. All right. So uh, that's that. That was our our trip and trip to Toronto. uh, What little new pricing and products we had. And now let's set up the show. We're going to give you we're gonna give you two athlete interviews on this show, uh, each from trips that Paul and I had just taken, uh, and one, one, one to Scottsdale and then one to uh, right here in Dallas. Yep. So first, we're going we're gonna to play uh, Greg Allen for the Cleveland Indians. Absolutely love this kid. 
he was like it's hard not to pull for him. You just looked up at his stats. He's on the active roster. He only has four at bats and he's zero for four right now. But the kid can ball and god dang it if he's not just a genuine kid. He is man. That was probably probably top one or two of my favorite interviews that we did that weekend. It was in spring training. It was a lot of fun. And dude asked us for our autograph. Exactly. Who who does that? Yeah. Who does that? That was kind of cool. And then uh, second. We're throwing him on here because there's some news about him lately here in the, here in, in the sports world. Um, one Mr. Mason Rudolph, the newly drafted Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback. Yes. Which apparently Ben Roethlisberger, when he's not uh, sexually assaulting women in bathrooms, doesn't like when the Steelers draft quarterbacks. Apparently not. And especially ones that seem pretty cerebral and, yeah. and tall yeah. and seems to know how to play some football. That kid... Is I mean, you, who know? But see, we'll, we'll talk about it now, and we'll talk about it on the other side probably too. But the Steelers they had to draft a quarterback. They don't know what Ben Roethlisberger's plans are. No, they don't. I mean, that's they don't. And and you know, Roethlisberger's up there, man. It was his thirteenth, fourteenth season now, dude. You know, and, and he's had some injuries. It's not like he's squeaky clean exactly. in, in that department, right? Uh, on or off the field. Right. But anyway, um, you know, so. Yeah, they had they had to, and they drafted the guy last year. I guess, I guess he must not have been what they you know just wasn't a good fit or whatever sure. jobs or something. Cause it, it was a bad look on his part. Yeah, like, and I know that I've 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 been in situations where there's been bad looks on me, and I've done and said things stupidly. Right, but come on, man, this is this kid is a rookie. He's smart. He's he's a he's a handsome young man. He's he's a just he has the look of what a quarterback you want a quarterback to look like. You know, he I mean, he showed up. Like, mm-hmm. You know. Know, dressed yeah. to the nines, you know, yeah. to uh, to come to this thing and, and sign autographs and just meet people and yeah, man, he's just an all around good kid. So I'm digging right. that. So this that's is a, this is what this is what we call the good kid, good kid autograph, good kid uh, interviews. Yep, that's right. All right, so we're gonna play those two, and then we're gonna come back on the other side with Paul Worst last segment on the Fat Packs. Last uh, segment. Last segment. We didn't little, tell anybody. Little that. breaking news. Uh, if you're following us on Twitter, you know that already. Right. So join us live on Twitter, actually, right now. As we bring to you Paul's words, last segment on the Fat Packs. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is Steve Grad from Beckett Authentication, and you're listening to the Fat Packs on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break, and now joining us on the mics, Mr. Greg Allen got called up last season. Last season. Hit his first career home run. <laughs> Now he's sitting down with the fat packs. <laughs> Things get tough, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Good, good. Uh, yeah? Just happy to be here. Yeah. Well, we were happy that you're joining us here. Crazy night. A lot of fun. Uh, have you ever done anything like this before? I have not. This is a first. Yeah. Um, but it's been a great experience thus far. Yeah. Um, both the staff and being able to, you know, have a chance to sit down with people like you all and um, the venue. And I'll tell you what, the food out there is great as well. So really no complaints all around. Greg, awesome. uh, I'm completely honest with you we were eating and they said they were said uh mr allen's coming out if you want to grab him for the uh for the interview and that's two fat guys oh, that yeah. ran away from food i apologize <laughs> for cutting in your no, 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 i was no. just out there yeah. and i mean trust me i think that's steak we, really we need somebody to cut yeah. into our <laughs> intake all right so it's all good sweet man so what's uh what's spring, spring training been for you like it's this, been awesome it, yeah. it's, it's 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 been great um Again, I think having the chance to be with the team uh, mm-hmm. at the tail end of last year in September and, and through the playoffs, really just coming into the spring, just you know hoping to build off that. Sure. Um, you know, you kind of set the foundation, but at the, at the end of the day, you're looking, you know, to get, you know, to continue to progress and get better. Sure. So, so Paul, very cool. So we're we're a collectibles podcast. So I'd asked you off air if you were a no. collector. So did, you said that you did not collect baseball cards Correct. growing up. Did you collect anything at all? <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna kind of tell myself here, but okay. Um, I Listen, did the last guy did Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. See, so if you the go Yu-Gi-Oh. there, that's see, okay. I guess, it's okay. I guess I'm in good company then because okay. okay. I did collect Pokemon cards. There you okay. go. Um, I would play, you know, the games like on my little Game Boy that I had back then. Yep, yep. Um, and my parents ended up buying me some cards down the road. Um, so I actually did collect Pokemon cards for a little while. Can't tell you where they are now. Right. Um, but that was part of my childhood growing up for sure. So okay. many. 
any so many professional sports guys his age yes. here collected Pokemon or played Pokemon. Yeah. Baseball cards, <laughs> football cards, they had those? What are those? Yeah, I don't, don't understand what that don't is. Don't be ashamed, Mr. Allen. It's fine. It's completely it fine. I work in this industry and my two little boys, all they do is Pokemon. I can't yeah, get them okay. open a baseball yeah. pack to save their life and this is what I do. So I get it, man. It's, it's all crazy. good. Yeah, no, it's all was good. pretty popular. All right, so what is it like now? You have your own cards. Like how cool is that? Like what does that feel like? It's pretty neat. Uh, personally, I think, um, to be honest, I think my parents probably get more do they? Get more of a kick out of it sure. than anything, yeah. Um, so you know they've 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 had a chance to kind of have a personal stack and be able to collect some some of these right, cards right. O- over the years. And um, I think for them, you know, it's 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 more so you know fun for me to be able to see that enjoyment on their faces, right, right, their satisfaction that they get from all that. But at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty cool to have your own your own personal baseball card. So that's awesome. Now, have you had a chance to uh, to open any cards and actually get your own card out of a pack yet? Have you had that? Not yet. out of a pack, no. Okay. So fortunately, um, in situations like this, they'll they'll kind of be, be able to send some extras, right, right, sure. um, just just some personal ones for the player. Uh, but no, I haven't had the experience of actually okay. kind of opening up a pack of cards and finding mine. And in find there. yourself in there. Yeah. All right, All right. I, it'll happen you, soon. Yeah, it'll happen <laughs> soon. Uh, a fan of our show actually made us made us our own oh, baseball cards. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, they took us <laughs> took some sketch work that uh, an artist by the name of Brent Naughton did, and they made a made a card for us and yeah. it's really cool it, wow. it's, it's weird when you see yourself on a I'm card right? you guys just sign one of these for you me. Hey, you know we'll do that for you. we can yeah, definitely yeah. do that That's for you we've never had a professional athlete ask for an autograph tell us about that home run man tell us about your first home run um yeah it was uh it was a pretty special moment i think looking back on it um i can definitely appreciate it Sure. Now more when when you're in the moment, I think you uh, um, you probably don't 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 you know see it the same way you do. Yeah. Uh, having having a chance to look back and reflect, but um, just having that experience, um, and again, just just very I think just blessed and grateful and fortunate um, to have that opportunity and to be able to experience something like that. You know, within my first few weeks of being with the team, so right. it was fun. So let's let's back up. Do you have the ball? I do. Yeah? I do. Did you have to give up something nice for it? So I didn't personally. It it actually all went pretty seamless. Oh, okay. Um, Good. The fan that caught it, we were playing the White Sox at the time. The fan that caught it uh, was a White Sox fan. Uh Um, Okay. So So he threw it back anyway. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really easy. Um, uh, In exchange for it, all they wanted was a Tim Anderson, who was a shortstop at the time, a Tim Anderson signed baseball. Okay. Um, So I believe, as far as I know, they made that exchange. Change and I was able to have the ball return. So Sweet, oh, very cool. Yeah. Now, who's yeah. got the ball? Do you have it? Does your mama have it? Who, who got it? Currently, my parents. Yeah, exactly. My exactly. parents yeah. are keeping hold of that. They actually have that and uh, the ball for my first hit. So okay, both, right. both of those are in their possession. So. Very nice. Good very deal. nice. Yeah. Uh, who was who? Who'd you hit it off of? Uh, Don't first even remember. Yeah, I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You just, that, like, like naming guys. Oh, hey, yeah. you know what? We're, we're all out here, so just call them out. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, it was. Jay Fry. Okay. Jace Fry. But to his to his defense, I actually faced him about a week later. Um, and he has some pretty filthy stuff. And yeah. he, he struck me out that week later. So I was... Felt he he pretty, was coming for you. I yeah. felt pretty fortunate to be able to get him when I did. Yeah. So, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> awesome. Very nice. What's it like for you to wear that Cleveland C, man? What does that mean to you? It means a whole lot. Um, you know, I think just, just knowing what it stands for. Um, and at, at least from my experience and the guys that I've been around who've had a chance to wear that as well, um, it means a lot. And, sure. you know, it's more than... than than just the emblem or the logo, I you know it, it's 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 the way that the Indians hope to go about right. their everyday business, both on and off the field, the way they play the game, the way that they are, the way that they handle situations. Sure. Um, and you know just you know doing so and attacking that as a team. Um, right. I think that's kind of what that C stands for, and that's what hopefully the guys try to embody when they're wearing it. Now, very cool. Go ahead, Paul. Oh no, what I was going to say was um, we actually coming to, to Cleveland is sure, the yeah, National yeah. Sports Card Convention, like okay. the Creme de la Creme, the biggest. Show of the year wow. is in Cleveland this year. Okay, so can we get tickets? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, can we? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. He said that. I wasn't going there exactly. But no. Um, so it's exciting because this whole industry just comes and shows up in Cleveland. It, you wow. know, sometimes in Chicago, sometimes in Atlantic City. But this year, it's actually in Cleveland. So that's, that'll be that'll be very cool. That's pretty neat. And I'll tell you what. Um, only on the chance to you know really be be in Cleveland for 
you know, only a, a few months as far as, you know, a span of time. Um, it's actually an incredible city, um, at least from my experience. And when I was there in September and October, um, the fan base there, I think, is is, Rabbit, is, right? is second to none. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were, we, were, we were going through that win streak there um, in late September. Um, and I hadn't experienced, you know, a playoff game mm-hmm. at that level with them, but the guys that had said that, you know, even in late September, you know, the the, the fan turnout and the sure. atmosphere, the energy, it was it mimicked what what it, what it would be like in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I definitely tip my hat to the fans there and the the city itself. Um, you know, having LeBron back obviously does some pretty yeah. special things for the city as well. <laughs> sure, but, right, right. Um, overall, you know, I think it's a phenomenal city. So definitely grateful to have a chance to be part of that. It's uh, it's going to be our first time. Well, you've been to Cleveland, right? I've been to Cleveland once. So yes. I've, I've never done together. It'll yeah, be our, it'll be our first, first time, time there. So um, and we have a, a few special things planned that, that we're not allowed to announce yet. But um, <laughs> again, you guys are playing the Indians and, or the, the Angels, and uh, you yeah, know, you guys are playing the Angels that week. And we're hoping to get out, check out a game. Uh, what, what, what? So tell us what to look for at the ballpark. What, like, where do we got to go eat? Well, who's got the oh, best food? Man. We're not called the um, Fat Packs for nothing, man. So here's the thing. So I know there's so. This, this restaurant is uh, relatively close to the field, but I believe um, from what I've heard that uh, they also have a stand inside the field. Okay. And it's a uh, it's kind of a taco restaurant Mexican place called Barrios. Okay. Bar- okay. Um, All right. They're going to be some good tacos. And yeah, it, it's, it seems to be um, a city favorite. So All I right. would definitely recommend either outside the stadium or inside. All right. You know, having yourself some Barrios. There it is. Another. So there now, now here's the thing, man. We're from Dallas. We're from Dallas, and Mexican food is kind <laughs> of religion, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if I don't want to go to Barrios and tell everybody <laughs> that Greg Allen sent us there, and it'd be some messed up tacos, I, I don't want to do that to you. But I if would, it ain't good, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, that's, and that's fair enough. Uh, I think it'll be in good hands, but uh, yeah. yeah you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, we could probably take Mexican food anywhere in the country. Yeah. If you would have recommended some barbecue, you would have been in trouble, boy. Yes, <laughs> because there was there's nothing beating. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, you it's can't mess with Texas when it comes to barbecue. It's not even coming close. No, it's not not even close. Where are you from, Greg? I'm actually from San Diego. You're from San Diego. Oh, from San Diego. So you don't know nothing about barbecue. Not no. a ton about barbecue. The Mexican food, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust his opinion now. Yeah, I trust his opinion on this thing. What's I'm liking that, it. What's that big ass outdoor mall you guys got in San Diego? Ooh, it's it's. I got to take the train there from the Naval Station on 34th Street. Had to take the train over to the mall it's an outdoor mall okay um you're probably over like a gaslight mall or something and like horton plaza yeah if it's like downtown san diego yeah 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 you're probably at like the horton plaza mall um there's like the gas lamp district (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's like the gas district there's there's a lot of good good spots to hit in san diego downtown yeah yeah you were you were in a pretty nice place okay good deal i don't feel so bad there you go (laughs) i don't feel so bad awesome all right man we're gonna let you get out of here mostly because my steak's getting cold (laughs) yeah go for it please (laughs) and i want to get ready that thank you so much for joining us man i really appreciate it absolutely best of luck to you uh i've been challenging everybody that's coming through here get called up by june all right yeah, you get right. called up by like june it. lunch is on me all, all right, right there you go that sounds good i appreciate all right, guys, it guys you hang right, tight we'll be right back for having me. oh man this is rbi crew seven from st louis missouri and you're listening to fat packs on Beckett radio all right, guys, we're back after that quick break. And joining us now is Oklahoma State. The man. Quarterback, Mason Rudolph, man. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? What's going on? Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for being here. First of all, you guys are just an air-it-out offense. What's it like What's it like playing an offense like that? Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, it one of the reasons why I chose Oklahoma State from the get-go. Just uh, you look at guys like you know, Brandon Whedon and the, and the firepower they had with Dez and with Justin Blackman and, and, and those type of players, Pettigrew and Kendall Hunter yeah. over the years just made it that much more you know attractive for me as a quarterback to go to a place I knew I could throw the ball a whole lot and uh, push it down the field as well. Sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, we're sitting here where we 
push it back up just a little bit. Yeah. And, th- and this Mason is sitting here signing his name over and over yeah. and over again yep. for Panini right now. And uh, he's got a lot more to do. Yeah, so sure, we're- sure does. <laughs> it's for- first world problems. You know? yeah. First world Signing your name for money. So it's like, come on. <laughs> exactly. Not too bad. Now, you yeah. spent some time at Panini yesterday uh, over there. What did you think about the, the building over there? We- yeah. It's kind of surreal, right? It was awesome. It was, uh, it was the first time I had been there. And all the posters and all the graphics and just kind of seeing how they go about making uh, the cards and producing them and getting them out as quick as they did. Uh, they, made, they made a card for me yesterday that I'm going to have at my uh, draft party for my parents to kind of take home. So, oh, very uh, cool. Uh, very nice. It was a really cool experience and, and, and enjoyed seeing the seeing the sights. Awesome. Now, did you collect cards as a kid? I did. I was a, more, more of a football than, than baseball, but okay, I, I, de- I definitely had some baseball. Uh, as well, I, I didn't get it to, to the extent of having the, the books you know, where you could yeah, flip yeah, yeah, them, but uh, right, right. a lot of my buddies did, and so we would, we'd, we'd kind of get into that for sure. Awesome. Did you have a favorite card or a favorite player? Oh, yeah, I up? you know Peyton Manning was was obviously okay. big big. Uh, you know, loved him. I had some Brett Favre cards, and then uh, I believe like, like Terrell Owens, and I, I think at one point I did have a Jerry Rice card. So. Okay. All right. Those were uh, that'll work. Now, prized you, possessions to me. Where are you from, Mason? I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Rock Hill, South Carolina. So, how did you yeah. end up at Oklahoma State? It's uh, a good question. I, uh, you know, uh, a lot. Of, had a lot of, had a few opportunities in the southeast, like LSU. Ole Miss, uh, Virginia Tech, but uh, didn't didn't get recruited from the in, in-state schools. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I could understand that they had Deshaun committed to Clemson, yeah. obviously. Right, but, right. Uh, it's a big deal. So, you know, I, it, it's definitely worked out, and uh, you know, couldn't have asked for a better college experience or teammates, coaches, and, and, and offense like we had to, to play in quarterback friendly. So, uh, definitely was it was a good decision. Very nice. Now, so you've been here. So you've been here for a couple of days now in yep. the Dallas area. Yep. So is, are the nerves kicking in? You getting those jitters, or, or how, how you feeling? Yeah. I mean, I, I should be honest. I'm I'm pretty relaxed. I uh, okay. I probably will be about 30 minutes before the draft. Right. 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 But you know, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying just you know I was home for a week and I hadn't been home since last May. So. Oh wow. Good um, just seeing your family and your friends and, and you know, spending time with my, my brother and my sister That's cool. was uh, was great. And uh, I'm actually heading home tomorrow to, to have a draft party and, and you know kind of recuperate a little bit uh, oh, okay. tomorrow afternoon and okay. get, get ready for Thursday. Awesome. So is that is that important to you being home for the for the draft? You'll know, be sharing that moment with your family. Yeah, it is. It's uh, you know I I thought about I got invited down here, but I, I wanted to. I wanted to stay and I wanted to be you know, where it all started for me sure. in, in Football City, USA. is actually per capita more first-round picks than anywhere else in the country. So, oh, wow. I did not know pr- that. Produced right. a, lot, a lot of talent. Uh, Clowney, Jonathan Joseph, Cordell right. Patterson, guys like that. So, okay. Yeah, I, I just I actually looked at my calendar like about a month ago. I was like... I'm not going to – I did not want to do all this traveling, all these visits, and then turn around and go back to Dallas. I would rather just kind of be <laughs> be home and see all my, my, my people. That's cool. Well, you know, it's a you know to get to where you are. It's it's not just you. It's the family makes a sacrifice yeah. on some level. You know what I mean? I'm sure no you doubt. A lot of peewee games and stuff like that. So For sure. That's a, that's important to spend that yeah. moment with them. And you can only have so many people, you know, in, in Arlington. So I, I wanted right, to be able right. to kind of share that with all the different people that you know have, have helped me get to this point. So. It's uh, it's it's important. You know, family's an important thing. You know, for a young man, I'm just assuming here. I, I've only met you for what four minutes and yeah. thirty seconds here. Yeah. Yep. But you you seem very well centered. Yeah. Very well grounded, and that that comes Thank from you. parenting. Yep. So and your parents must have done a real good job of that. I appreciate that. That's right. awesome. Thank you, That's Thank awesome. you very much. So, um, is there? You, again, we mentioned it earlier. You're you're, you're an air and out guy. Is there a system yeah. in the NFL that you think you would fit better in? You know, I, I think whatever system I is going to be a great fit. I think uh, the Lord's got a plan. For, for my life, but uh, I, I've always been a very, you know, fast learner. Somebody can go in and, and pick something up. I think, you know, whether it was at the combine or the private workouts when we would have the kind of the you know the board sessions or the, or the, the film sessions, I was always able to pick up you know whatever the coaches were teaching and, and be able to spit it back to them pretty quick. So pretty confident in, in whatever system I, I am you know, blessed to become a part of. I'll, I'll pick it up quick. I'll, I'm going to you know, devote a whole lot of time to learning, memorizing, doing whatever I can to put myself in a position to compete. That, that NFL playbook is, is, is a beast we've all heard. Yeah. Are you a little worried about you know, the terminology, learning a new language, basically? Well, I think I, you know, there's a little bit of you know, uh, nerves, but I think you know, like the last three months 
uh, the way that you, uh, the way you know, this, the time you spend, you know, with my quarterback coach. I know preparing for the combine, questions with senior bowl questions, and then you actually kind of start to hear it from the from the horse's mouth mm-hmm. at the combine right. and at the private workouts. You kind of get a. It's almost like you're gonna get a little crash course of NFL terminology one on one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think I've already got a pretty, you know, I, I got a pretty solid foundation uh, along with my football IQ that. You know, developed the last 22 years of my life, so I, I think I'll be ready to roll. Well, you looked up to Peyton Manning, so Peyton Manning is probably the most cerebral quarterback to ever play no the doubt. game. No so doubt. Yeah. That's awesome. That was your receiver that just walked by? Yeah. Uh, no, it was no, not. No, oh, it's a it good, was. good buddy, though. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know who I that thought. is. Yeah, so, if it was, I would have paused this game. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't my guy, though. Um, so good. Mike Gundy, man. What's it? First of all, yeah. what's it like playing for Mike? It's awesome. He, yeah. He's hilarious. He's you know the, the dream coach for a quarterback. He, right. he played he played the position at you know at my school. He's an right. alumni. He's got a lot of knowledge about you know not only how to you know how to how to play the game you know, sure. X's and O's, but you know how to how to you know how to stay out of trouble, how to conduct yourself in, in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and and how to enjoy it, man. So he's just a fun guy to be around. He's got the mall. He's got you know he's got the big Bass Pro Shops house out oh, in yeah. Stillwater and. Ostriches and, and llamas and cattle and horses. And he owns ostriches. He owns does ostriches. He really? He's uh, wow. he does a little That's bit of cool. rattlesnake hunting in his off time. Oh, he's nice. just he's just a, a cool dude. All right, you, you you glossed over the bullet, man. We got to yeah. talk about the bullet because <laughs> yeah. that thing took on a life of its own. Yeah. I mean, what did you guys think about when he, when he when he walked yeah, in the yeah. room with that? Well, we were we were heading down to uh, Dallas for for uh, actually for Big Twelve Media Days. And he got on the plane, and, and he hadn't had a haircut in a long time. And I figured, I was like, you know, is he actually trying to do something, trying right. to make this thing into a boulder? Is he just being lazy, hadn't got right, a haircut? Right, right, right. But, you know, after we left media day, of course, the media just took it and ran. And, sure. And then it just kind of gave him some confidence to morph that baby into a complete, just, you know, <laughs> Again, the 80s. media. Yeah. media. It's always exactly. media. So, you know, so he uh, he has fun with it, but we've gotten used to it. I mean, he's, he's had it for two years now. and Sure. Um, um, you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of, it's just kind of an Alice staple Oakland State. Sure. So. <laughs> now he's a fiery guy. We all know. You yeah. know, I'm a man. I'm 40. We all know yeah. that. But uh, does he go on some classic rants in practice or you know in meetings or something like that? Yeah, he does. I mean, he, he's uh, you know, he's he's like I said, he's he's great off the field. He knows how to he knows how to relate to his players. He's got sure. He's always open to them. But but you know when when he's when he's in the heat of battle, he definitely he's got this kind of like country twang to his voice. Yeah. Like, guys, I don't care if it's raining or snowing. We can't control that. You know, it's like, yeah. we, can't, we can't control the weather. We're just going to go out there and play the game. So that's he's, funny. Uh, that's awesome. he's funny, dude. That's, that's so that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. So, look, we bring it full circle back to the collecting side. So are you yeah. excited? What's it going to feel like to open up a pack of cards? Yeah, it'll be great. Mason Randolph in there. It'll be sweet. It'll, uh, it'll be exciting. Um, you know, something that I've definitely – dreamed about since I was a young kid of not only, you know, strapping up and playing here. Right. Hey, buddy! <laughs> what's, what's going on? What's up, man? How are you doing? Real quick interruption. Okay. That's all right. What's up, yeah. son? How are you? What's going on? Hey, I'll come see you in a little bit, boss. Yeah. You going to be here at the dinner tonight? Yeah. Okay, good deal. There you go. Um, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> What, what, what did you ask me real quick? <laughs> You're seeing your card for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I, I we were Redskins fans growing up. We, nice. my, my parents uh, were fan. friends with Joe Gibbs's son, uh, JD, and so we okay. kind of always grew up going to games, watching them. It was the Mark Brunel, Jason Campbell, yeah. Clinton Portis, uh, Chris Cooley, Chris Cooley, yeah. Age Era, Sean yeah. Taylor. John, oh, Sean so Taylor. Um, yeah, it was a goal. It was you know a great time to be a Redskins fan and and uh, just. To kind of you know put the jersey on whatever jersey that may be here in a week and and uh, you know look at myself on a car it's going to be surreal. Awesome. So a few more things here we'll wrap it up. But uh, yeah. first, as a collector, I want to commend you for staying on the sticker. Yeah, you're doing a good job. <laughs> I'm trucking away here, guys. You can't see this uh, obviously, but I'll take a picture of it. Yeah. Mason has done a good job of staying on the sticker. I know that how much we hate guys who come off the sticker that autograph gets a nine instead of a ten, right? Yeah, man. But no, that's yep. that's messed up the value. Yep. So. Uh, then, uh, if you could give me, a, if you can do me a favor and give a shout out to the McDaniel's family, they're huge Oklahoma State guys. Okay. So if yeah, you can just we'll say do. What uh, up to the McDaniel's. McDaniel's, what's going on?
going on. I appreciate y'all being fans of the other, other, other Cowboys, and, and uh, maybe someday I'll get to meet you. There you go. We, we, we saw we, every Saturday my uh, Facebook feed was inundated yeah. with Oklahoma State. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Good for you. Good for and, them. Uh, <laughs> finally, can you please let our listeners know where they can follow you on social media so they can follow your journey to the NFL? Yeah. So I uh, on, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm, I'm Rudolph 2 Mason. Okay. Rudolph, number two, Mason. And, uh, yeah, follow, follow my path. I've got a lot of stuff on there for my whole experience the last few months as well as, you know, college and my, my childhood. So it's uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be a, a great whirlwind from here on. And, yeah, go check out my stuff and, and follow up. Awesome. Awesome. Deal, All right, man. man. Thank you very much for joining us. Yes. Best of luck to you, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Well, take care. All right. Hey, this is Jeff Eisenman of The Post Game, and you are listening to Beckett Radio. All right, guys, uh, back-to-back with Mason Rudolph and uh, Greg Allen, one and two. But this is Beckett Whatevs, and this is a special live segment as we're recording. This is Paul Ward's last segment with the Fat Packs. What's it up, is. Paul? not much, man. Just uh, just chilling. Just chilling? Just chilling, man. It's fun to uh, to be on here um, doing whatevs. It was basically our favorite uh, time, I think, when we got together to, to talk about whatever. So, anyway, Joey the Rash is all right. So, just so you, you know. So you know it is good. Um, yeah, man. Um, I am. I guess we we doing any whatevs? We just going into this whole so, thing. Uh, what, we'll, what do you want to do? You we'll you, do, you, we'll you do set it up. We'll you set it up. But let's do this. Let's. So for the I've we've known this for about a week and a half around here, uh, but we've kept it under wraps. Today is Paul's final uh, final day with the fat packs. Now, with that being said, you're not gonna. He's not going away completely. You will hear him. Uh, we have plenty of saved interviews. That, <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like twenty of them <laughs> that we haven't uh, that we haven't used yet. But uh, there uh, there's also uh, you know the possibility of him being around as well. But this is his last live show, if you will, with us as he is moving on to. Uh, other things in his career. Paul, do you want to lay that out? Yeah, man. Um, basically, my last day at Beckett is tomorrow. Uh, I'm moving. Um, basically, I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, there's a lot of a lot of things at home. I'm going to go ahead and take advantage of being able to spend some more time with the kids and the wife and uh, work from home. Um, I've got a couple different Facebook sites. Uh, I'm going to get into breaking uh, for any breakers out there that like to break stuff. Um, so yeah, I think I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do my own thing, and um, I think it's gonna be a blast being able to work from home and and, and do it. Um, you know, I'll miss, I enjoy my time here at Beckett. Learned a lot, um, just about the industry in general, and uh, just met a lot of cool people, which we'll talk about later. And um, yeah, it's just been a blast. But yeah, no, I'm going out all on my own, gonna do my thing, and uh, yeah, I'll make sure that uh, I drop all that information later on here for you, so you guys know where to find me. Because um, I'll still be talking a lot if I'm breaking, man. I'll, I'll still be talking, so you guys can still follow me there um, and whatever. So, all right, that's so kind of where I'm at. Let, let's let's. Since this is whatevs, and you know we usually do an Animal Kingdom story and, and some sports <laughs> stories and all that. Let's forego all that. Okay. Uh, let me let me run this back. So two years, three years ago, two and a half years ago. Two. Yeah, I've been here. I've been here just a little over two years. So about two years ago was when um, it's kind of how it all started. I guess a little, little over two years ago when uh, I guess you and Derek were doing the show. Yep. And uh, Derek was moving on. I mean, he was doing his grading thing, it, um, and it really busy. He was busy. He's yep. taking on whatever. And uh, I think you asked me, "Hey, man, why don't you jump on the mic sometime?" I'm, all right. And uh, well, here I sit two years later, hundred and what fifty some. I don't know how many episodes we've done together. Yeah, we've done about almost 200 episodes. Yeah, something like together. that. Some crazy number of episodes. We've been to, I don't know, 10, 12 different states, <laughs> you know, yeah. on trips. And we've been on uh, uh, 105.3 The Fan a few times, a local radio station. And, dude, we just had a blast, man. So two years ago, we'll, we'll call it two years just for, Just know, because we don't do easy, math yeah. well here. So uh, you walked in for your second or third interview. Oh, good grief. It was my third. It was my third interview. It was your third interview? Yeah, because I got the tour of the building. Yeah, that's that right. Time. That's and, right. And uh, Brian, Brian Flesher, man, God bless him. He's such a good guy. He's walking me around. He's like, hey, this is this guy. This is this guy. This is this guy. This is, you know, this is where you would sit if we hire you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, dude, just hire me already, you know? And then sure. I, I, I passed by Eric's desk and... Um, 
you know, he says, Hey, this is Eric, whatever. And I'm, I'm going to let you tell it. What, what exactly did you say to me? So I told Brian, uh, in no, we'd never met before. Yeah, never, never said a word to each other before. That's right. In typical Eric fashion, I looked at Brian. I said, you're going to have to stop hiring fat people on this side of the building, or you're going to have to put some stilts in to keep us <laughs> elevated over here. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't know anything about Texas foundations are like the worst out here. Yes. So I think Eric had a, you know, a concern for the building yeah. and its safety by adding another fat person to the building. There had been a few earthquakes in the area <laughs> yes. at that time. Uh, myself and Justin were already on this side of the building. It was a little scary. It was know? a little scary. And, and Brian doesn't see it because Brian weighs 110 pounds soaking exactly. wet. So, so he, he misses that. Brian is immediately scared that I've insulted <laughs> the new hire. You know, which I wasn't even hired yet. Exactly. I hadn't even been hired yet. I left. I left that. I don't even know what I did after after I did the tour or whatever. But I didn't know until like two days later that I actually even you know I got the job. So all I knew is there's this guy who was fat and he thought I was fat and it was just kind of funny. So yeah. no hold bar. That's how. Yeah. That's how Paul and I met and how we continued uh, our relationship. It's it's been it's been fun. Uh, I, we've never told this story before. We probably shouldn't tell it. But uh, there was the uh, the baseball product from another country oh my god we had to open oh and and brian brian knew that oh now to set things up too i we know we talked about a little bit but flesher had an office and right outside his office was eric and i sitting across from each other in cubicles sure and man like our goal was to get him to shut the door right that, that's been our whole that was, that was our daily yeah. goal was to get him to shut the door and we succeeded i would say 90 percent of the time 90 yeah, percent of the time now we moved just recently i'm gonna sidebar here we moved just recently and eric and i now um sit as far away from brian as we can right but yet yesterday we were still able to get, get him to shut, shut the, the door, door one last time one last so time. that was awesome so uh completely being insensitive to everything that was going on around <laughs> us we uh there was a foreign baseball product that we had to open yes and paul and i knew nothing about this product oh absolutely and nothing. i i was given the box and i turned and i said hey tons of fun do you want to come open this japanese baseball product with me and paul said oh so so and our boss lost his mind. <laughs> he absolutely lost his mind. He was not happy about it. You probably won't even be happy about hearing it here. But uh, it won't matter. He don't listen. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen anyway. But you know, sensitivity trading did take place after that. It did. It was kind of funny how that uh, how that all worked out for sensitivity trading. Um, and then um, I think the one of the other things that was fun, we started doing the box busters together. Yeah. And uh, that time that you said what you said and had caused a that huge conniption. We probably can't talk about that, that one, one. I'm but not even sure that I can. Repeat. Yeah, we probably can't do that. But Eric and I are sitting down. You know, we got the video guy. We got the box in front of us. We're getting ready to do a video. And Eric's like, you know, we do the normal thing. Hey, it's Eric. It's Paul Fatpacks. Hey, we're going to open this product, blah, blah, blah. And Eric starts out with this whole thing he shouldn't have said. And um, we got one guy down the hallways laughing his head off yeah, because, it's, down you know, it's hilarious. He's running down just like, that's so funny. And our boss turned pale white thinking he's got to fire us yeah. because of what was said. Clearly, folks, it was not recording. It was it not was recording. joke, whatever. We can't get into that. Um, but, you know, it was the best box reference I think we've ever had. <laughs> uh, Joey just said we sat next to uh, we sat next to Dale Murphy for two years and or didn't even know it was signed. What Joey's talking about? Oh my is gosh, this Beckett number one right here. Yep, uh, it, that's that's it. That's the first Beckett, and it is signed by Dale Murphy. Wow, the, it sure is, yeah, isn't it? It sure is, and we did not know it was signed. There's another little tour. There's a there's Bo Jackson football oh. number one right there. That's a Jan Stanabru autograph. Uh, who's that? Oh no, Ed Bell. For yep. uh, strolling, strolling, strolling. There's Nolan. Yeah. There's Nolan and Todd Van Poppel that you guys always hear us talk about. <laughs> uh, all kinds of stuff over there. Guess. The, the G Bag Nation flag, which does only the Dallas guys will figure that one out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let me, a little G Bag love right there. Yep. Uh, the Seattle Pilots full signed uh, team poster. Dirk. Star Wars. David Crowder's over there. There's our far, our favorite thing we've right probably there. ever done is our Fat Packs helmet. Our fat Packs helmet. Got that going. Hey, have we told the mustard story? Oh, can I don't we think we ever have. Story right there. I yeah, I, I I can. All right, so this guy, man, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, you, we're on social media. We put ourselves out there. We're gonna get comments that aren't so kosher. And uh, this guy, basically, after some box break or something we did, basically was like, dude, you know. 
when the when the camera goes off that those guys just like spread mustard and mayonnaise on those cards and eat them because they're fat and like just went on and on and on about how fat we were and, and he, all this he, stuff to be fair he called us fat pieces of ass. yes he did he did call us that and when I was just, I got so irritated I was so mad and uh, you know I think that was like a oh, right before the weekend or something we went to my wife and I went to Sam's and I bought the mustard and I said, screw it. And I put the mustard right behind me and it's set there for a long time now. And yeah. it's been almost every video, everything live that we've done. We've had the mustard as a big uh, shout out. Not <clears throat> so much to that gentleman. That that guy, Those there was two of them. Those guys were both real pieces of work. They were. And the thing is, is you know, we're, we're on social media. They're going to see us. We're, we're, for lack of a better term, the face of a company at the point in time. Right, right. right. So they're going to see it and there's a lot of hate and feedback about that. But that that jug of mustard if paul doesn't take it with him is going to stay right there yeah it, it's staying yeah. i'm not taking it yeah i'm not taking it. i might autograph it and put a little personalization to that dude but yeah it's going to stay we have some steve walden art on the wall over there love those those are good stuff uh, i see matt sharp uh is on on the on the broadcast here he gave us a great new piece that's i put it on facebook you guys can see it there but it'll be up in our studio soon uh there's a tom brady piece that we have uh, those are the eyes, man. Speaking of Tom Brady, I want to tell you a little, Beck, a little bit of Becca Whatevs. Did you hear about this Tom Brady Ichiro story? Yes, I did. That's Holy crazy. Macro. So as of 2017, uh, Ichiro had no clue who Tom Brady was. He got a text message while he was in spring training uh, from a guy who had heard about his uh, stretching routine. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and he chose over forty yeah, years yeah, old exactly. and, and is still in good shape. Still in good shape, football, and wanted yeah. to know about it. And he had got that. He had got that from Alex Rodriguez. Like Alex Rodriguez had given this guy his his phone number so he could text him about it. So Alex gets the Alex gives the guy the the, the number. Ichiro gets a message. The guy is Tom Brady, and Ichiro has no clue who Tom Brady is. That's amazing. Like, does he live under a rock? Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, uh, Paul. Let's talk about, give me two or three of your favorite things that you've been a part of here. Oh, man. I mean, there's so many. I was thinking about it driving in this morning. Um, I mean, we've just done some, some crazy stuff, man. I think for me, being who I am and my collector and my, my, my geekness, uh, going, to, going to the Gold and Silver Pawn Shop was probably up there on, on my favorite things that we've done. Um, being able to actually see it. Um, be there, set up, do an interview, you know, do interviews there, uh, meet Chumley, uh, meet the beard of knowledge. You know, Steve grad was there, uh, going in the back room, checking things out, seeing the behind the scenes stuff. I mean, that for me was like, you know, I watched the show all the time and, you know, it was a great opportunity to be able to go and do that. So that was definitely one of the, uh, the, the fun things that, that I would definitely take from this. We've just had some great interview guests, man. We've met sure. some really, really cool people. Um, all the artists that have done all this incredible pictures of us and cards and, um, you know, all the stuff you've seen on you know walls back here and stuff. They just do some amazing stuff. And we've been able to have a chance to talk and meet 10 or 12 of them in the industry. And, um, you know, there's just some of the best names out there. I mean, you're still pulling Jason Crosby sketch cards the other day out of a right, box, sure you know, and, he, and cool. he made that garbage pail kid for me, which was awesome. And, and Brett Naughton, shout out to him for the stuff he's done for us and whatnot. So, that's been really cool. I mean, obviously sitting down with people like Evan Mathis, Pat Neshek, you know, these guys that have, you know, played at the highest level in their respective sports and uh, who've done really well. Um, that's just been cool. Um, and just this whole podcast thing for me, you know, when I came to Beckett, I wasn't a podcast listener. I wasn't a podcast. I, you know, I don't even know if I even understood what a podcast was, to be honest with you. No one does. Right. No, and, and I still don't maybe, but, um, this has been one of the most humbling experiences I think I've ever done in my life because here, when you and I took, you know, started doing it, you know, obviously Derek and Justin and a couple other guys, I don't remember who all they were, but kind of, you know, got it started, got the things going. And then we were able to, to, to jump on it and really, you know, do it consistently and, and meet a lot of people and stuff. But it's so humbling to know that we've almost like, Drop the phone. As I dropped the phone during the thing, and he probably I cut got, everything off as he dropped the phone. Fat fingers, Eric. Is it back on? Yeah, we're back. All right, on. Back on. All right. That was saying it's like sorry about that, guys. We've, we've been able to take you know this podcast has grown ten times over the last two years. Sure has. You yeah. know, like on a weekly basis, as far as people that listen and download and, and whatever, and you know, going to these events and stuff and meeting people and people shaking your hand like, hey, I listen to you every week. Hey, can I have your autograph? Hey, people sending us T-shirts in the mail. Hey, can you sign this? Hey, this. And then 
what, like a month ago or so, someone actually sent our autograph into BAS to get authenticated and to get slabbed and to, so now we're forever in the system. You know, we're in Steve Grad's little book of life, you know, with all his autographs and, and we're on, we're cataloged at Beckett now. And sorry, uh, Dub. What? what, Dub said he thought he wrecked when I dropped the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Dubs. Um, just stuff like that has just been, you know, just amazing. Being able to go to an industry summit, you know, I've been in cards 30 years and I didn't even know what an industry summit was. You know what I mean? Been to that a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I think just the fans, going back to that, just the fans. And um, this is very humbling that people come up to you. And like, we had that, um, that, that uh, the guy from Florida, what's his name? Joe. Oh, Senator Joe Abruzzo, yeah. Yeah, Joe Abruzzo, you know, he's a senator, right? Like you don't even talk to senators ever. Right. He comes up to us at the national and like shaking our hands, like, Hey, I love you guys. I listen to you all the time. And you're like, Whoa, like that's, that's cool. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I think those are the things that have just been really cool, very humbling. And just, you know, it's been awesome to be able to get to know, um, all the people out there, uh, Francis and his, uh, his goodies. Oh, yeah. Francis, Francis awesome. and his goodies. And he was so apologetic. He didn't have any candy for us this time, <laughs> dude, whatever, man, you're awesome. Uh, don't even, don't even sweat that kind of stuff. So, uh, it's been cool. Marlon, you know, shout out to Marlon. He's been a crazy, huge fan of us since day one. And, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think those are, that kind of wraps up in a nutshell. I mean, we've done so many fun things, been on live radio, yeah. you know, on 105.3, you know, be going live was probably the most nerve wracking thing I've ever done, you know, and they're just spit firing questions at you and you're just like, I'm alive. I can't, I got to say it right. You it's, know what I mean? It's, it's a little weird when we go, you know, we have respectively, we have about 2000 downloads a, a week, right? Right, right. Somewhere between 1500 and 2000 on a regular basis. Right. right. When we go that on, on a weekly basis and then one night we're, we're in front of, you know, a million people. Right. I mean, the DFW area is huge yeah. and KNC Masterpiece, which is, you know, where we've mostly been on. Well, I think that's the only one we've really been on. Um, at least that I've been on. I think you were on the other segment, but yeah, man, that is kind of nerve wracking. And, uh, um, hold on. Wait, wait, Joey's wait. asking for one more caca live. Caca! There you go. There you go, Joey. I don't I think Marlon will be happy that that's not going to happen anymore. I'm not sure. <laughs> the Sparty Hawk hotline was, was ready for that caca, but, uh, uh, no, that's, that's just been a blast getting to know, uh, you know, Kevin and Corey or the KNC masterpiece and all those guys, um, you know, friendships that'll last past, you know, doing the podcast and whatnot. So, um, yeah, man, it's been good getting to know, doing all the stuff with you, man, has been a blast. Like, like you've always said, and I've kind of always, you know, just kind of dittoed it. Like I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else, yeah. you know, rather on the, on the mic. Um, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? So that that's, let's, let's talk about this then and I'll share my final thoughts. Uh, one, the podcast is not going away. It's it's still here. We're still going to do this. Um, it will most likely just be myself. And we'll, it will still be called the Fat Packs. We'll still be, you know, having a weekly show. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to do my best to interview uh, the best around the hobby. So uh, that's that's still going to stay. I'm, I don't want to do this with anybody else. Um, with that being said, I'm glad... I'm glad you're going to do something for yourself. And, uh, you know, we, our friendship's not going away. No, no, we, no not at all. <laughs> we're, well, we're well past that. Just yeah. ask Stacy at Buffalo Wild yeah. Wings who has seen us together. Not, I, I mean, we joke all the time about how, how many people, when we go out, must think that we're together because we're, you know, uh, <laughs> we're always together. But that, that's not going away. It's, it's going to be around a uh, while, well, and I look forward to working with you in the future. For uh, sure. Now I want to I want to share my two favorite things. All right, uh, yeah. and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. Uh, our ability to work on the fly together. Yes. <laughs> it's it, like we were literally just thrown together on this show, mm-hmm. which was fine. We had no like we didn't know what our chemistry would be or anything like that. Nope. But we sat down on day one and we, and we made it work. It was April two thousand and sixteen when we did our yeah, first show that's together. Right. It was. It was. So. Uh, Wait, one shot. Shut up, Cody. Yeah, shut up, Cody. So we so we sat down on that, and like you could tell, you could tell all throughout the history of our shows together that you know there were things that we were just thrown together and it worked, but none more so than the uh, slapshot interview that none of you have ever heard. Oh man, that's right. But it was great. It, you've never heard it because it was an exclusive to the sports card expo last yep, fall. It was you and I at that point in time, honestly had never seen that movie. Nope. We had never <laughs> seen that movie. We faked it till we made it through that whole thing. And man. we sat down and had one of the best 
interviews we've ever done that no one ever heard except for the people <laughs> at the Sports Card Expo. Uh, Denny Lemieux was amazing. You couldn't understand a word he was saying. Uh, very strong <laughs> French accent, that but was he so was. Funny. It was so fun just to sit there with those guys. And then, like when we sat down with uh, the at at the pawn shop with uh, the Beard of Knowledge. Uh, oh man, that was cool. He was uh, like far. F- Far and above the smartest person in the room that day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pro- and, yeah, maybe any room we've been in, honestly. And you and I had to sit there and make it through that interview with him with no prep questions or anything like that. So Nothing. But uh, we could have kept talking to him. Yeah. And he would have talked. He was so gracious to be able to take time out. Right. He was there signing autographs, making an appearance. You know, people are hounding him and, and, and whatever, just being fanish or whatever. And he sat down with us for a good bit of time and just just told us you know told us what was up exactly and it was that was awesome that was good and I, I do like that and um, then uh, my other thing is just like the camaraderie you're, you're gonna miss the puns I know you are yeah the puns yeah <laughs> like the camaraderie like like when we travel like when we travel it's just so easy you know we meet at my house and then we drive to the airport yep. and then it's we're, we're cool at the airport we're cool on the plane and everything we touch down we're all business yep and then you know, we go back we go back and we go our separate ways but like it was I knew that I could count on you and I, I believe you knew that you could count on me oh for sure for anything in, in the, on those times so uh, Paul Punsworth as Dilly <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm gonna miss that uh, I'm you know I'm, I'm traveling I'm going to LA in a couple of weeks you are and, and that's ex- that's exciting man you're gonna have a blast I really hope you get the opportunity to really sit down talk to some of those top guys man yeah. it's gonna be awesome I'm so, s- so I'm looking forward to that but I'm gonna miss you I, I know that I'm gonna be sitting there in my hotel going <laughs> man where's Paul <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, that's a bit a thing man because like football is my thing and you know you're, you're gonna have a blast so I'm I'm glad you're going I'm glad you get that opportunity to uh just rock Beverly Hills and um just stay away from that place where Nicole Brown was oh I'm, I'm going to definitely yeah. go check that out yeah I know you are but <laughs> it doesn't matter what I tell you you're still gonna do it alright man so, uh, that's it that's all back at what ends Paul this has been your final live segment with us yes we, we should have done more live segments we should have done more maybe should've. I'll do a bit more should alright so guys thanks for listening this week until next week just keep listening cue the Jericho the illest from CO Deep through the keyhole To see this one light Leeches lurking in the darkness Won't leave living tonight Punchline for fist fight Because they heads ain't fed right How can you see my brother With no perspective of sight Can't do good and live right Kick snares and high hats They be the get right Here they give the blind sight What? Me and my people just might tonight Alright? Me and my people just might Other cats on the radio, they sound horrendous.